This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. by two girls one ginger hello again (laughs) oh jared hello i love that enthusiasm thanks it was very nice it's nice to be back and be home and be in person and be with us and be with you ladies together again Mm. as one yes when three become one that's right it's probably I am in your relationship whether you, you like it or not. This is how we I should have, open every I know I have my own yeah. now, which <laughs> softens, is whatever. Softens the blow slightly, yeah, yeah. but you but know. We're a unit. Yeah. I, I was just thinking of absolute unit. Yes. <laughs> absolute, absolute unit. unit. Yeah. I, I was just thinking three become one, and then the Spice Girl song Two Become One is about sex. And then I was thinking human centipede, and then my mind just went all over the place wow as far as i'm concerned you're a non-sexual being i think i've had this <laughs> talk with you where i'm like i can't even imagine it and i don't really? want to and i know you can and i don't want to hear about it it's all jared thinks about huh <laughs> <laughs> he just heard jack and sexual and he's huh? like huh i gotta go it's real <laughs> <laughs> i believe you it's real <laughs> okay anyways um you guys it's march march 2nd we're finally. I cannot believe that this has been the slowest two months of my entire life. Are now you suddenly it's me? in warp speed. But you were doing it's, shit yeah, January and February. That's true. I, Imagine me sitting home alone all January long with nothing to do. Yeah, didn't we? Come on, a little bit. We hung out. Not that. You take me. You take me for granted. I don't remember <laughs> hanging out with you. Same. Same. It's, it's okay. Good, it's though. what I do to everybody why, in my life. That's why I gotta apathy leave every now leads. and then. Yeah. Yeah. That's leave right. with apathy. That reminds me of. Uh, Jason Bateman was on this podcast. I talked about this on Lady Gang. So if you listen to I Lady Gang, then you've heard this before. But he had this term called sexy indifference. And yes. I resonate with it so much. So I guess the way that he was talking about it is like if you're going in for an, an audition, like as an actor, you're supposed to kind of go in with like no fucks. And it's then they're going to be more inclined to probably give you the job because you don't need it. And you're like, I could give or take. Like, I don't give a shit. But I'm like, I... I feel like I have sexy indifference. Yeah. Because I just, I'm just like, uh. All of this advice is really good. I saw something on TikTok the other day that actually Mm. has started to change my life a little bit. What? She is, I think, a plus woman who's the next, going to be on Sports Illustrated. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I don't know her name. I'm sorry. But she was like, two years ago, I was literally like working whatever job and I kept saying I was going to be on Sports Illustrated and she's like, you know what I have? Delusional confidence. <laughs> delusional confidence. And I'm like, delusional I'm, confidence. Yes. I'm like, that's what we all need. He's like, yes. she's like, I'm on the cover of Sports Illustrated. She's like, I got like a million followers on Instagram in one year. She's oh, like, delusional shit. confidence because everyone's afraid to really be bold and put themselves yeah. out there. But that's the shit that gets people deals. No, it's so true. Delusional confidence. We all need it. I need to take this advice because I've been sort of. How does one get this though? Because I am just way go- too aware 
Like, I'm no, so you aware. You just got to not be aware anymore. And you got to start being a little delusional and be like, sup, world? Here's what I'm offering. And it's fucking good shit. So what you're saying yeah. is I need to be drunk all the time. A little yeah. bit. Because that's when it goes away No, you away need to be me. a little bit drunk you all need, the time. Oh, great. <laughs> Why do you think that, you yeah. know, when we start podcasting, it's like, I'm not that person naturally. <laughs> yeah. At and all. I, no. And then you literally, you're like, I need know a drink everything. or two. Yeah. You become but, an expert. I'm no, telling you, it's I, those little mantras, though, that can really yeah. change your life. No, I think sexy indifference plus delusional confidence oh. is like the best convo ever. Fucking winner, winner, chimkin dinner. Because yep. it's like you do need to have that. I kind of have that a little bit where it's it's not like the why not me, but like my entire life, I've always kind of accomplished things. And I always think <laughs> that I can basically do whatever the fuck I That's want. That's how like, I feel, too. I'm like. I could do this thing and yeah. then I do it. And I think because my life has always been like that, it's sort of ingrained in my brain, but not everybody does it, but it takes the first thing. Yeah. Like I've always believed in myself too. And like, I'll start over and do a new thing and make that work. But like, you have. it yeah. takes fucking doing it. And yeah. it's really hard. Oh, well we talk about that all the time with art. You know, it's like, I could do that. It's like, do it. Did you, you ever go to like a no. modern art museum? Right. Did and you? you could look at every single piece in there and say, I could do that. And the answer is, well, you didn't. Yeah. You didn't. You know, and you didn't market it and you yeah. didn't become like a, a force that yeah. was yeah. accredited and acclaimed. And no, I had a several years ago, probably a decade now. That was a, like a realization that I had because I was at a museum with our singer, John. And I, I said that same thing. I was like, well, I could do any of this. He's yeah. Like, yeah. But you didn't. Yeah. And I was like, they did. It was like, you know, from that moment on, I was like, because everybody's too scared to try something new or to start something. Putting yourself out there is very hard. It, it is. is very hard. It it's, is. it's getting harder and harder with all like, cause everyone's a critic. Like you can have never studied art in your life yeah. yet. You go to the museum. You're like, that sucks. That sucks. And it's like, who are you to critique art? Well, but that's everybody on the internet. So it's very hard to put yourself out there. It's like that South Park episode where everybody's a food critic because they have a Yelp account. So good. It's so good. I love this topic. Yeah. Okay. We've gone way, <laughs> Sorry. way far away from the date. I don't even know how we got there, but it is, March 2nd. So do you want to know some things that happened on March 2nd? Please tell me. 1904, Dr. Seuss was born. What? A famous birthday. 1933, King Kong opens in New York City to sold out crowds. Instant hit. Allegedly. Of course. Gorilla with a lady in the hand. I mean, come on. Uh, 1955, Joe Metheny, Metheny was born. He was an American serial killer and he is, I am almost positive that we've talked about him in an episode of Killing Time before because he was this guy and he got really upset because his wife was addicted to drugs and she just like ran away. So what he did is he just started killing people. He killed like seven people. He'd lure them underneath this bridge and then kill them. And then he ended up selling human meat on a roadside barbecue. Yes, we did talk about this. I like remember a talking troll about under a bridge. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like I probably made the same comment then. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about it, right? We did. Yeah. I, I was like, this seems very familiar. I think it was part of the episode that I helped uh, right, the only killing time. It is. It is because yes. you were really busy. I was really busy, and it was like National Burger Day or something. And yeah. then you found all these fat. Like, I was like, oh, this guy's making people burgers. Yeah, yeah. Jared's yeah, yeah. blushing. Yeah, I know. It's like what what beaming with pride. He, oh. It was a really good. Episode. My one contribution, I remember. <laughs> oh, you have so many contributions. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so 1972, NASA launches its Pioneer 10 space probe to Jupiter, and this was NASA's first mission to the outer planets, including and then in their thing, and we've also talked about this too. They included this thing called the pioneer plaque and this was a gold anodized aluminum plaque that they launched onto the spacecraft and it had like all these different things it had nude figures of a human male and a female and all these symbols that were designed to provide information about the origin of the spacecraft and human life for in general into space in case somebody found it yeah, well, you're also not mentioning the scariest thing that's on board, which is a map of how to find Earth. Oh. It's like, should we have sent that out there? I don't really know if that was a good idea, but it's on there. So What? Yeah, so there's basically like a um a visual like star chart that's on I think both Voyager crafts. Yeah. And it, it's it shows like the coordinates of Earth within our solar come? system. I guess. They're already here. I think they're here. Yeah. I mean, so, hello. Yeah. But, what do you think about all of the things getting shot out? From space. I don't know. I don't know. I'm hanging I, I think it's actually probably Russia and China. Um yeah. and but the government knows exactly what it as is. Of, they just don't want us yeah. to panic. Absolutely. And, and as of recording this right now. Or they want us to panic just enough. 
a little they bit. They haven't said enough about they it. Distract, something else is going they want to distract from whatever, from the thing in Ohio that's happening. Yeah. Or yeah. God knows, we're recording this a little bit ahead of time, but God knows what else has happened since The Ohio today. thing I think they're trying to distract from. Absolutely. Um, every, it's the worst situation the ever. The reporter got arrested for reporting about it. Yeah, it's not good. Anyways, uh, we won't get to There's a big cover-up going on. By the Absolutely. time we put this... It's like a new Chernobyl. Yep. Like here, yeah. Which is so devastating. It's... The animals dying, it's awful. Everybody's getting sick. By the time this episode comes out, we could all be listening to it from our alien imprisonment cells. Uh, who knows what's going to so happen within a week? Honestly, if they put me in one of those matrix cells, like in a warm bath mm. of, of like the, water, the vat of like goo, put yeah. me in like a deprivation chamber and yeah, hook me up to my fake. Like mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah a nice rest. <laughs> you know? It sounds like a really a nice re- break. If I could have a good sleep for <laughs> once in my life, mm. deprivation <laughs> chamber sleep hooked into a big computer. Oh my gosh, yes. Mm. It's like when they put you down for anesthesia, uh, mm. and then you wake up, you're like. Where am I? <laughs> Such a good sleep. Time travel. <laughs> okay, so what we're really going to get into today is March 2nd, 1987. Grave robbers steal Charlie Chaplin's body. Did Ooh. we know that this happened? I no, didn't. and when I saw it, I, I, I don't really read the headlines because I want to react organically yeah. during yeah. these episodes. And yeah. I was like, I think I texted you both. And I was mm-hmm. like, this can't be true. Yes. So Charlie Chaplin died on Christmas Day of 1977 at the age of 88. So not that I mean long that was life actually a long time ago but I feel like I know he was big in like the 20s and 30s but he just feels like another mm-hmm. world ago like another planet he was a silent film star at first yeah. where he was doing like little mustache wiggles and like just a hat wobble he was like oh yeah. well, look at this yeah. a squirting flower like yeah. old kind of like dancing off yeah. the stage like this a cane hey okay so what a time he died two months later his body was stolen from a Swiss cemetery and this obviously sparked this crazy investigation and everybody was on the hunt for the guys that did it so then the Who guys the corpse that's my question they for money so basically the guys stole the corpse because they wanted ransom money. They contacted his wife and demanded $600,000, which is sounds a like a lot of money back then. That's like a billion. So police started monitoring her phone yeah. and then they watched 200 phone kiosks in the region to see like, are they calling from like close, close range? She refused to pay the ransom saying that her husband would have thought the demand was ridiculous. Yes. She's like, absolutely not. A practical not. woman and not one to be had. Yeah. yeah. She's like, take his body. I don't fucking need Dude, it. Dude, I wouldn't. I'd it be like, like, fuck Jack. you, bro. Like... <laughs> No, but like, honestly, I'd be like, fuck you. Jack would be like, like best me- I could do is 10 bucks. I'm like, well, you want me to now go broke? My husband died. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I my, my again, but I agree. I feel like any husband would be like, no, fuck them. Yeah. Like, do not give them the money yeah, I worked hard 100%, for. 100%. Yeah. Right. So uh, they also started making threats against her children. So that wasn't That's good. That's not good. After a five-week uh, investigation, they finally arrested these two guys, Roman Wardus of Poland and Gonscho Genev of Bulgaria. And they led them to Chaplin's body, which they had buried in a cornfield, just a mile away from his house. Dark. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you could have gone a little farther. Also, like, he would have rested in peace there, close they, to wait, home. Wait, they reburied him somewhere? Just a mile away from his house. Huh. And that's the thing. That, that's probably what the wife knew. Like, he's chilling wherever yeah. he is. Yeah. Chaplin would have wanted me to tell these guys to F off. So um, they apparently stole his body in an attempt to solve their financial difficulties, which is what a lot of people do when they do these grave, ro- grave robberies of celebrities. Again, I was saying on the last podcast that we just did. What? If there's a way to exploit making money, people will find it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Digging up bodies, like, come on, that's it, it's that's sacrilege. Crazy. It's really, yeah. you know, it really pulls on people's like the foundations of who they are and how they were raised because mm-hmm. it's like a resting place if you believe in that and visiting oh, yeah. and yeah. eternal life and whether they can be at peace because like it really fucks with people if they have certain beliefs about how afterlife should yeah. go. Oh my god, I mean, it's I think also, it's horrible. It's if you very were to just boil it down, it's just gross. <laughs> don't don't be it doing that. It is gross. You could gross. do you could do more lucrative things for less with less gross exposure. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, if this is what you're gonna do, you want to deal with dead bodies. You know that there's I feel certain like fraud cultures... would be easier. Digging, like, do a white collar crime or like money laundering. Do none of it. But if you're gonna be malicious, decomp is not your friend. Don't be like, yeah, like lugging around a fucking dead body. Well, there's certain cultures that every like decade or so they like exhume these bodies and then like parade them around the city. Don't even get me started. Did you see, I guess it was a year or two ago when they had this rapper, they kept, they put his body on stage propped up. No. What? Like a final to do. Whoa. Oh my God. In America? Oh yes. 
Wild. No. I well, will. Isn't like a like an Irish wake where they like throw you on the bar and everyone drinks around you? Yeah. Well, they used I, want to. I don't need any of those I want things. that. Well, um, funeral homes, uh, they're relatively new. What The reason why it used to be called a funeral parlor is because when people died at home, which is how people died, they put them on a table in the parlor and everyone came to visit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Death was at home. Yeah. And yeah. that changed. Huh. You know, it's become really sanitized. Like we don't deal with any of that now. They go right. from the hospital right. to a morgue. Yeah, and we don't need to. Um, so back to Charlie Chaplin they the guy that was the mastermind of the plot was only sentenced to four and a half years of hard labor didn't even go to prison wow and uh, did he make it out of there though? Let hard me guess. labor sounds Let bad. Me guess. I don't know. Did what they kind have of hard him labor. digging holes? Because that would have been <laughs> digging really graves. graves. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he said he was ironic. He said he was inspired by a similar crime that he had read about in an Italian newspaper. Ooh. So that's what inspired him to original paparazzi to steal Charlie Chaplin's body. All right. Um, but when we come back for True Crime Rewind, we're gonna go through some other famous grave robberies that I had no idea existed. I am so excited. Every single one of these shocked me. Wow. It's gonna be good. Yeah, I'm excited. But before then we've got some bitching to do please rise court is now in session all rise call the first witness how do you plead guilty or not guilty all right welcome to on the stand every week we bring a person place thing or an idea to the stand that we're either loving or we're hating we talk about it vote if it's guilty or not guilty you guys vote if it's guilty or not guilty i lost my train of thought (laughs) and um then you can also send in your on the stands to us jared do you know the number Oh, I actually I do know the number, and I always have it just right on the top of my head. So I'll just go ahead and say it from the top of my head. Uh, on the stand, eight one eight four four six six eight eight nine. Again, that's on the stand, eight one eight four four six six eight eight nine. Thanks for that, Jared. You're welcome. All right, I um, memorized. I think I'll go first because I have one ready to go. Love that. Today on the stand, I am putting men referring to women as females. Ooh. on the stand okay i'm not into that i nothing disgusts me more than this i think it's really like bringing women it's like i don't know how to explain exactly how it's i a feel little demeaning and females it, you just have to think about the context and what it said it's always like up females or hey females well it's also like it's how you would describe like an animal right like that's a female rabbit or like that's a male rabbit you're not saying like that's a woman that's a a person a woman rabbit or like a dude rabbit (laughs) (laughs) a lady lady rabbit but i'd like to but it's kind of like it's taking the humanness out of a woman yeah it's like well i mean we do true crime specifically well, you know and it's like every description is like the female body was discovered at blah, blah. It's yeah like, that's true it's a very um yeah, dehumanizing it's a very sterile like descriptive word and it doesn't really it, it's definitely not like a fun slang no i definitely it's it's definitely it's not respectable well, and it's not endearing when know, a man is referring to a woman as how female. i learned of that word female doe a deer a female, a female deer. deer exactly Immediate association with animals. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? Like, it, it always is kind of with animals. Because, like, you could do, like, I guess on autopsy reports, it's, like, female, yeah, but Caucasian. You're, but you're referring to a body. Like, you're not even referring to a person and anymore. And I think that is, yeah, yeah it, why it's more huh. post-mortem reference. But when someone's missing, too, I yeah. guess. But I, I agree. I don't love it. But it's, like, yeah, anytime you, like... You like picture a guy being like, "Oh yeah, those females." It's Hate like, it. I want to be called a lady, a lady, a gal. I like gal. Jared calls me a gal all the time. Oh, I call you. I call you every single name I can think of. Lady, lady Alexis sounds good for me. Lady yeah. Alexis. Ooh, I like that. Right? Wow, that is very regal. I know. Wow. I would just like to, if there's any girl out there that thinks being called a female is good, turns her on. Let me know. Yeah, I don't think anyone does. <laughs> I can't imagine it. So, guilty. Guilty. Um, I'll go next. Okay, great. Because mine is inspired by yours, and mine is something that I had to learn the hard way, and it's men referring to themselves <laughs> as boys. Oh. Yes, my okay. biggest turn Now, off. this is a thing, like, when you're hanging out with the boys, there, I feel like there's, there's times That's where you different. can use it, like, oh, I'm hanging out with the boys. I used to do a thing that was like, oh, I'm a hungry boy. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. That's Jack's piece. Up until four years ago, I was talking like this. I remember we started dating and Jack oh was my God, like, I, you, I said it. And she was like, you cannot be doing that. 
ever. I, like, I can't be doing what? Like, He's, he called himself a boy literally once. I was like, oh, now I'm a confused boy. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> you doubled down. No, he called himself a boy once, and I was like, listen... You can never do this again. <laughs> and he, I think he saw the seriousness in my eyes. It was, yeah, you don't fuck. It was like the I normal had, apathetic veneer crumbled. No. And suddenly she had conviction and cared. I think that he really saw deep in my soul. And he's like, her vagina has dried up like the Sahara Desert. The I am second not, I said it. I'm not getting it for a while. Ever. Because again, she's going to be thinking of me I referring to myself shocked. as a boy. Like sh- I was shook. Because in my life, in shooketh. my life. <laughs> Like I'm traveling close quarters with the boys. And the boys is different. A lot Dub of time, boys with the DA is Dub even boys. better. Yeah, yeah, the boys. <laughs> and a lot of times you just get so stir crazy because we have long trips and we're always together, and so you start acting silly like all the time because that's kind of our baseline. Yeah, this is a good way to relieve the stress of being away from home. In that process, you start saying silly shit like, oh, I'm a hungry boy. And, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm a sad well, boy. Well, the, no, meals, no. the meals in the freezer are hungry man's. See. Yeah, that's right. But that, the hungry man microwave meal. And let's not forget, while you're saying this, you guys are mid-30s men. I know. This I know. is where the Context issue Context is important, right? Yes. Like, yeah. Um, so, and I didn't see it at first. And I was like, well, why do I have to start changing my vocabulary? <laughs> <laughs> and then... Good. But her response, like the first time I used it, it was so sharp. I felt like I had been like lacerated. It's disgusting. Oh, she drew that boundary it was early yeah. and it was swift. No, but I'm I, like, if I you ever want to have sex again, you need to never do that again. You're a man, Jer. And, well, I see it now, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is where like it really, it really came into our society as a people on dating apps, matching with these like mid 40s guys. And they were all like, I'm just a Midwestern boy out in the big city. And it's like, dude, you are so old. You are losing your hair and your back is giving it's out. even worse when I was back on the apps. I'm a dirty boy. I'm like, <laughs> dirty boy. I'm not a pedophile. Ew, dirty boy. See, that's the thing. It's like, it's you're, you're, you're referring to yourself as like a little kid. And that's and not my thing. And I'm, there's no nothing that is hot about that. No like, that's redeeming. So I hate children. I think I'm going to start like a self-help program called Boys to Men. Yeah. And it's going to be like, you can sign up for this and I'm going to teach you how I did it. Yeah. And this is how you can, you too, you can too. go from hungry boy to hungry man. <laughs> yeah. I like this so much. You're yeah. going to get Honestly, so many guys laid. You will be yeah. like the Tony Robbins yeah. of boys to men. For all because the ladies out there listening, if you need to say, I'm going to start this course. We'll keep it super cheap. It'll be affordable. Send your partners. <laughs> We're going to train them. Boys to this men. This is how you go from boy to man. There are, there are some guys out there that I still know that are referring to themselves as boys that are... 35 years old and it's uh it's even worse it's disgusting like being a boy on its own sucks being a man who says they're a boy is just Hmm. i'm like it's like peter pan syndrome like to the millionth degree and then also yucky yeah because i got a a woman am i supposed to like this no and i'll say as women we only call ourselves gals as a collective and we say gals we never say girls no we're going out with the gals we don't call ourselves girl singular. But it, that doesn't... I think going out with the boys is fine, too. It's yeah. like going out... Yeah, yeah, the nosotros of it. The all of us. Yes. 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 But different. if you just think of me as like a 35-year-old out boy. on my own somewhere saying, I'm a boy, it just doesn't... <laughs> I'm a little hungry boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to work. And, I, and now I know that. Good and I'm job. here to share that knowledge. You are an evolved man. You know so. what? One of Jared's best qualities is he can take a note. He's adaptable. Oh, I notes. give him one note and he takes it for the rest of his life. I mean, he's got the thickest hair I've ever seen. Love notes. You, you're perfect. Wow, thank you. You're the welcome. hair thing came out of nowhere, but I do appreciate well, that. Because Thanks. you encourage the hair. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. I was like, that there was another are. note. I was like, Jared, you're never cutting your hair again. You're like, it looks okay. amazing. Well, you look barbaric thank in you. a cool way. Thank I do, you. I do it for you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Anyways, All right. Guilty. Yeah. Boys calling or boys, men calling themselves boys is guilty. real fucking guilty. Lex? Yeah. Oh, guilt. But now it's your turn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. So mine's less exciting. Um, but we can all relate to this, I think. You know, when you're about to cross a street and there's no stop sign and you're like waiting for the cars to go till there's a big gap. Yes. But then a car stops. Uh and like holds up the traffic to yeah. let you go. And I'm like, this is not what I wanted. No. <laughs> I wanted to go on my terms. It's not what I wanted. Not in front of a yeah. line of 20 cars. Yeah. Um, 
who there's always one that's hooting and hollering. You're like, yeah. now everybody's looking at me. That's right. Yeah. I was trying to scurry across like a mouse. Yes. And now you're making this about me. Yeah. And this is what I was trying to avoid. And yeah. then I'm always like, go. And then they're like, fuck you. And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't ask for this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause then you're like, yeah. no, yeah. like I literally would be like, go. And they're like, whatever they're cause it's yeah. like a girl. It's like a guy being like, you have nice tits and you're like, fuck off. And they're like, I'm going to kill you. It's yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, thank you for stopping. Jesus. I guess. It is like I didn't ask for this so life. When I'm putting this in, just follow the signage rules. I'm not trying to make anyone stop without without a pedestrian crosswalk flashy thing. It sounds pretty rowdy out there for Don't a lady. Don't do me any favors. Yeah. That's it my is. thing. It's like stop when there's a stop yeah. sign. And I feel like other people relate. No one wants to scurry across no. with cars everywhere. I well, want to do it no. a, a, secretly under the, the radar. The worst part is when you do this and the the car stops, but then now you're in the middle of the road because nobody's doing it for the other way of traffic and then you're right. just stuck. Right. And the people Not behind are pissed because there's no stop sign. So they start I, honking. And, and yeah. this is what I was going to say because you need to be very, if you're the car who's stopping to let the person cross, you need to be aware, especially if it's like a two lane, that there's there could be another lane of traffic that's, that's right. going the same direction as you that that's isn't, not stopping that doesn't right. have the so cue. That's why I hate it. So yeah. I'm like, let me just. I knew what I was doing. Yeah. I d- I didn't walk up to the crosswalk yeah. one block away. I knew what I was doing. I don't want you to help me. Okay, it's fucking up my whole thing. This yeah, is yeah, how yeah. Ne- this is how neurotic I am. Okay, so when Tell I'm me. in that situation, uh-huh. I pr- I do something that makes me look as if I'm not looking across the road. <laughs> you gotta have sunglasses on for phone, this. Yeah, sunglasses help. You're like, yeah, you're looking like from the side. Of, you're like side. I'm on my phone, You gotta like, pretend you're not like, really crossing. Like you're unloading yeah. your car. Like hold yeah. a car door open or something. I'm tying my shoe. very smart. You know, if you can deflect by looking busy. I just hate. I hate. I'm like, you're not following the rules. Yeah. And I was anticipating the rules yeah yeah guilty guilty Wait, but were you gonna one. say something no i thought that was gonna be boring no that wasn't boring at all no, and i, was... I very relatable yeah. so awkward We've all been there Ugh. so good um do we have it on the scene oh we do let's listen hey guys um so i am calling with a relevance to my day today on the stand as my mother and sister are coming into town And while I live in a really beautiful, very modest mid-century house, um, I would say that I'm very lucky and blessed with my home. I don't have a ton of storage space in general. So I have a lot of exoskeletal external storage, right? So like on open shelves, you know, some toasts in rooms that, you know, don't get a lot of use of any kind. And what I want to put on the stand is this idea that your house has to be this, like, pristine, completely hidden space where everything is in a cabinet, everything is, like, locked and put away somewhere, right? Pens, um, utensils, different cooking tools. I mean, I'm a big fan of having a little container next to the stove that has all of my, you know, necessary cooking implements inside of it, but... I just feel like there's some people that have a huge allergy to having any kind of external storage where you can see like a box that has organized stuff in it, but is visible or a piece of paper or your pile of papers that you haven't gone through or your bills or even just a stray pen. I feel like everybody should be able to live the way that they want to live without shame. And as long as you're hygienic and cleanly and not a hoarder, I think that's totally okay. Anyway, love the podcast. Goodbye. I'm going to start with this one because I had an immediate reaction. I hope that's okay. Yeah. So I think everyone's, who they become as adults and the way they decorate their home. I know for me, it was like viscerally to address like, my childhood like traumatic experiences uh-huh. like I wanted to counter the way I felt when I was a child right. so I lived in a really chaotic space mm. and um I wanted to like really streamline that for my mental health so yeah. like I'm one of those people who hides everything we don't have anything on tables unless it's like decorative and deliberate coffee table books whatever but like we don't do that at my house right. because I think Matt's the same. My boyfriend, Matt's the same way. Like we need stuff put away for our mental health. We need like mm-hmm. a clean, empty space. Yeah. Um, 
That being said, though, my sister went the completely opposite direction and she loves tchotchkes. Like she wants them. She wants stacks of books in a really romantic way around her place. Yeah. And it kind of, you look at Carrie Bradshaw's place from Sex and the City and it was like delightfully chaotic, right? right? Like it wasn't perfect. It was like sort of bare bones and authentic. And like, I just think it's different strokes for different folks, you know? No, it totally is. And coming from a couple that's in like the same situation as her living in a very small space, um, I wish that I could be like how your you house is. You guys are still pretty good though. We we are to the best of our ability, but there's always like literally if I get something in the mail, I have to remove something from my apartment. Yeah. Like we There's no room. No, there is no room in our place. Like it is packed to the fucking brim. Um, but I'm the same way. Like I, my mental health, my anxiety is at like a way better space when everything has its own place. And I know Jared's the same too. Oh man. Like I'm such a minimalist when it comes to this stuff and you know, like the childhood thing and like coming up with we kind of always had a lot of stuff coming in and out of the house. And so it wasn't always my mom always kept the house really clean, but it, there's we just had a lot of stuff. So and you a, do, too, when you have kids. Like it, you just have and, and that's kids that's the one act, big thing I would and say. Kids love crap. They yeah. love toys. They Billion love like toys, junky yeah. stuff that lasts for one year. I like, think if you have kids like you're not even in this dude, discussion. Mary it's a whole Kondo different was yeah. like. Did you hear about this? No. I watched GMA and Live with Kelly and Ryan, and they talked about this. Kelly Ripa talked about this a couple days ago. And Mary Connor released a statement that after three kids, she's like, this art of cleaning up, like, I can't maintain it. Oh, right. really? Yeah. Interesting. Because she's like, that's too, like, I actually am changing my perspective on yeah. this. Because, ah. because like, their other beings and their needs matter. Like, your neuroses right. about the way to keep a home yeah. is not supposed to be Trumped, projected onto yeah. your children sometimes they should find yeah. what ma- or like them or the importance of it should not it shouldn't be more important than like taking care of your kids and making sure that they have like a or like life. you have so much fun because they're playing with toys that you get so tired and you go to sleep and their their toys are everywhere because you had a great time you yeah. know like yeah. you gotta live too. you gotta live yeah yeah i mean i think sometimes the path of least resistance is is the move not always but in that situation if it's more work to keep it insanely tidy than it is to just have fun with your kids and like have a nice like vibe in your house and yeah. like go with what makes the most sense. Yeah. I think the thing that she said at the very end of this on the stand was like different, you know, everybody's different. Yeah. And, and that's, it's a preference. It really yeah. is. Like you're talking about like the different, I used to be a tchotchke person too. Like in like 10 years ago, mm-hmm. I was flea market everything in my room and it was, some I of that can... stuff still here. I know. I gave you a lot of it for a while. Because it matches this place. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, there's, I, I definitely understand that perspective as, as well because I used to be that kind of a person. Yeah. But like, as I've gotten older, I'm like, I just want my shit to I be like streamlined. streamlined. Yeah. That's it. Um, I wish I had the space. You I don't know. I'm going to say not guilty. Right? Yeah, not because, guilty. Because like, I think you're valid, but so is the tchotchke hoarder. Yeah. Not guilty. As long as you're not creating any sort of like hazards. You know what I'm saying? Like, and as long as, as, you don't long have as like everyone's a, happy, I'm not letting it take over your life in either in either direction. Don't end yeah. up on that one show where people have like a dead dead cat underneath all their like. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Yeah. All right. Well, when we come back, we're getting into some famous grave robberies. Hell yeah. When I was growing up, I took French in high school, but I could never get the language to stick. I wanted to be fluent so bad, but it never happened. I just couldn't focus and I couldn't practice enough and it didn't work. But thankfully, there's Rosetta Stone, which is the most trusted language learning program. And it's available on desktop or it can be used as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone is different. It immerses you in so many ways. And with its intuitive process, you can pick up any language naturally. First with words, then phrases, and then sentences. And before you know it, boom, conversations. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the first-degree listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash first. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash first today. 
Okay, so it comes as no surprise that I have absolutely no idea how to cook. I don't want to learn how to cook. It's not really my thing. But when I tried Factor meals, it was a freaking game changer. So Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. So the first time I tried Factor meals, I was actually blown away because I'm like, that's it. That That's all it is. Two minutes and the meals are so delicious. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, ooh, fancy, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Like I said, they're so easy to prepare. I love them. So head to factormeals.com slash degree50 and use code degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code degree50 at factorymeals.com slash degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. It's almost summer and the best and most sustainable way to shop for a new season is on therealreal.com. The Real Real is the largest and most trusted source for authenticated luxury resale. It's the only place you'll find brands like Hermes, Cartier, Prada, Dior, Staud, Zimmerman, Jacquemus, and more for up to 90% off retail. 10,000 plus new arrivals land every single day from hundreds of brands you love, all authenticated by a team of in-house experts. Whether it's that perfect wedding guest look, a new summer sandal, an updated beach tote, resort wear for your summer vacation, you're bound to find exactly what you're looking for, plus deals you won't get anywhere else on therealreal.com. Visit therealreal.com and use code FIRST at checkout for 20% off. Terms apply. True crime. Yeah, it's rewind time. Okay, so this was such an interesting thing to research because there are a few famous people who have been stolen out of the ground that I had no idea about. I can't believe this is a thing. It's crazy. First, number one, William Shakespeare. His body was stolen? Not his body, his skull. Whoa. Oh my God. So who th- does that? This had been like a long standing rumor that they're like, we think that William Shakespeare's skull was stolen, but I guess that nobody ever dug his grave up or went to prove it well you know in Macbeth they hold yeah, a skull to be or not to be that's yeah. ironic oh that is ironic I didn't yeah. even think about that my that. first thought so this is a recent thing I can't remember if this is like five years ago I don't think it was that long ago but it said that archaeologists recently scanned uh, William Shakespeare's grave with this ground penetrating radar this is how they found it DPR. out and they found that his skull was missing and that he also isn't even buried in a coffin. Instead, his body is wrapped in cloth and buried inside a shallow grave less than three feet under the ground. Love it. A minimalist, just like myself. Well, I bet you they threw him back haphazardly. Like maybe After he was. Mm. Yeah, maybe. According to one tale, the grave robbers, led by a certain Dr. Frank Chambers, broke into Shakespeare's grave in 1794. So this happened a long fucking time ago. Oh and they gosh. never really found out if it was true until recently. And it said in 1879, there was a story published and it said that he sold the famous skull for 300 British pounds or 39,000 British pounds, which is $56,000 in today's money. What? Yeah. It's a good price. I Where know. is the skull? That's a good price. Where is it? Probably being sold like on the black market, like all that art that they stole from that German uh, museum. Or even right. from the Gardner Museum in... Yeah. U.S. Yeah. Uh, wow. I mean, yeah. There's definitely a market for something like that. That was a very like Shakespeare skull. Yeah. That's I crazy. Could, I could potentially buy Shakespeare skull right now <laughs> if it was only fifty six thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. That's not that much money for Shakespeare's skull. I know, but like, what are you going to do with it once uh, you have it? Have to be just in a display case. It's not like you can resell it. That's why you have to. <sighs> sell, that's getting sold in the black market. I mean, there's just no way that people are selling that on Etsy. No. That's not, wow. Not often. Often authentically <laughs> not saying that, like genuine shakespeare genuine skull. shakespeare you skull? skull you'd be like hypothetical shakespeare yeah. skull you need to find a descendant and then dna, DNA test. test it in not a regular dna test you'd have to do it from bone which yeah. only certain places can do and then you'd have to so you'd have to dna test a relative's bones you yes so they'd have to either are also to be confirm dead? that they're connected no, no no the dna from the relative can be 
Oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, okay. but, but the, getting the bone, extracting it from the bone, from the bone is, is hard. Yeah. I'm like, you're gonna have to cut somebody's finger you need enough to, find to get the, the bone. You need to find the skull first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I wonder where it is. I wish it's I knew. on some fucking billionaire's like side desk, table. Yeah. office desk, sitting right. Oh, in the and they're like, "This like, is a fake skull," and he's yeah. like, "Motherfucker, this is William Shakespeare's skull." Uh that's actually. It. I mean, you know. <laughs> okay, the novelty's not yeah. lost on me. The next one is Nosferatu. Ooh. Ooh. So in July 2015, somebody sw- swiped a skull, which was not long. That's what was not that long that's ago. So rude. 2015, somebody swiped his skull from his grave in a cemetery in Berlin. So inside the tomb, they found traces of. Oh, this is interesting. Interesting. Inside his tomb, inside the tomb, investigators were there. They're like kind of like looking and seeing what was happening. They found traces of melted wax, possibly from a candle brought by the thieves. And they haven't ruled out the possibility that the theft is linked to some sort of occult practice. I was thinking this sounds like a ritual. Yeah. They're like oh. sounds ritualistic. Yeah, it was kind of sketchy. Again, only the skull, not Nosferatu the full body. resurrected. I know. Yeah. But isn't that spooky? Like yeah, of course that's very spooked. Very on brand. Anybody digging into the ground to pull out a body is spooky already. Don't come for me. No. Let me, come for, let me rest. Let me rest in peace. You know, there's Just a reason why little, they say that. Let little worms eat me. I'm making new friends. Leave I, me be. But I also hope to be successful enough that someone wants to steal my bones. That's true. You know? Like, you gotta be, that. You gotta encase yourself in concrete, then they can't get you. That's ya. what I'm saying. So that's what they did to somebody. Go on. Well, we're going next to Abraham Lincoln. Which ties into last week. Yes. Because we love an honest Abe. Yes. So Abraham Lincoln. So in the 1870 is one of the nation's largest counter. Okay. So this, I have to do a little backstory. I'm ready. I'm ready. Give us some context. In the 1870s, one of the nation's largest counterfeiting rings was headquartered in central Illinois. And all these problems were arising because the leader, this guy named Ben Boyd, he was imprisoned and their supply of counterfeit money was almost gone. So all the people that are in this ring are like, fuck, what do we do? Our money's almost gone. All of our fake money is running out. (laughs) We haven't worked in a decade. It's like the Monopoly game is about to end. Exactly. So they needed to come up with this idea to free their leader so they can continue making this counterfeit money sure so the new leader um this guy named big jim big <laughs> great jim. name tracks uh he hashed a plot to steal abraham lincoln's body so that was the way that they're gonna they're gonna like use the body to try to get this guy out of jail like, it's gonna be the regalist bearded corpse yeah. we've ever seen can you imagine that the pitch for that he's like okay guys i know we're having some money problems body. i have the solution and they're like oh what kind of business are we starting and he's like no 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 <laughs> we're digging abraham lincoln it's dead body on yeah. the ground. Honestly, that's a that's too crazy to even have a fictional movie about. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like I, that's, think, I think you could. I think you why could. Why haven't they done it the could story be the for next, a movie yet? Uh, National Treasure. It could be yeah. Nicolas Cage. I kind of like it. Yeah. Okay, so anyways, um, their plan was to hold his remains, uh, to have his remains held at ransom until the government paid $200,000 in gold and freed Ben Boyd. So they hatched this idea. They go to the cemetery to do it. Like they're like all mm-hmm. guns blazing. They're all in. They're all in. They saw off the padlock off the iron door of Lincoln's tomb. They pry at the marble limb of the sarcophagus and attempt to live, lift his heavy wooden co- coffin. Like they're ready to go. The coffin is like halfway out. I saw a drawing like, of where they got. We're taking this shit. They got this the- is happening. So little did they know in their whole plan that they were hatching, one of the guys that was with them was a Secret Service agent. It's this guy named Louis C. Sweagles. Love the oh, name. Oh, what a name. Sweagles. Wow. Louis McGee. Sweagles. Love so, it. So uh, Big Jim, he's like the, the head guy. He tells Sweagles, because he thinks he's just like one of the guys that are working for him, to go get horses to get the body. But instead, Sweagles alerted the eight detectives who were in hiding. So they had this whole... They were like ready to get these guys. Wow, sting oh, yeah. operation. There were eight detectives and they all had their revolvers and they rushed the tomb. So what happens next is everybody fucking escapes. What? What? They didn't even they didn't even catch them. What? All of I the grave it. robbers escaped. They ended up getting captured in Chicago ten days later. Oh. But I'm like, you had eight men with revolvers ready to go, eyes on the tomb, and they all escaped. It's weird. All ten men. It's weird. And sometimes there's a reason like, oh, there could have been civilian casualties. Like yeah. there's reasons that we don't always want to judge. I always Watching try to, for collateral I always try to yeah. do the devil's advocate take. That's very true. Um, yeah. Not a, I mean, first off, that guy was a super secret agent. If he was like, he kind of infiltrated. He's like deep. Very undercover. And this is back in the 1870s. That is impressive. That but is sexy. Right? Is, right? Imagine Sweagles. without 
imagine no emails or cell phones to like convey a super secret mission. Like yeah. they met and he's like, go, sir. And if I don't hear from you in six months, <laughs> yeah. you're dead. Like imagine the stakes. He's like, report back. Yeah, and it's like, how? Can't. <laughs> like can't. Carrier pigeon? Like there's no way. That's why I think it's cool. Yeah. It is and cool. it's like if the plans change, it's like, sorry. It's yeah. like actually he's not yeah. supposed to be killed. It's like too late. He's yeah. already like, dead. Already I'm sorry. Said, yeah, there's yeah. no way to derail him. Well, I was like, following orders from seven I months ago. I think it's so interesting. <laughs> it really is. And that's Espionage why, like, back then fascinates me yeah, because of crazy. just how disconnected communication yeah. was. Yeah, it's so insane. And well, it's, that's a, why it's an ever-changing thing. When you hear about thing. them like, getting away, too, it's like, well, it's not... It's not how it is now. It's, yeah. it's a lot harder to track. It's a lot, all I'm that also stuff surprised just, they caught them. Yeah. Like once Total? they got away, I would have yeah. thought that they would have gotten away forever. I listened to that show Criminal mm-hmm. and they talked yeah. about like a, a, a case in England where they followed someone on a cruise ship and arrested them in the US and brought them back. I'm like, I cannot believe they were doing that. Yeah. I cannot believe they weren't just like, fuck it. They're in the US. It's their problem. Like yeah. they yeah. were literally putting all these undercover missions to like get people back here who were fleeing to America who were wanted for English crimes. And I, I was mystified wow, by how insane. they were able to do it because they brought tons of people back. Wow. Yeah. I, just, I always feel like at a certain point in history, if you're outside, if you're out of someone's eyesight, you're free. <laughs> like for you sure. made it. Like if you they're got still away. investigating you, yeah. yeah. If they know you did it, you're fucked. They'll yeah. find you. But if yeah. they're investigating, they're like they can't get as much on you if you're out of the country. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's suspect when a suspect moves. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Wow. Okay, the last Amazing. one. Good topic, Jack. Yes. Last one is Napoleon. So, Ooh. little tot. Little tot. It wasn't technically a grave robbery, but at his autopsy in 1821, a doctor removed his penis. I don't know what the reason Why? was. I don't know. Wait, I when he was alive? No, at his autopsy. Why did they remove it? I don't know. It said it wound up in the care of an Italian priest and eventually in the possess- possession of an American urologist, where it remains. Because they studied the urethra. They, well, they, they, that was one of their main goals. <laughs> Urologist. <Yeah. laughs> no, but that's fascinating, especially because like Napoleonic complex or Napoleon yeah. complex is something we hear a lot. And it's like, I'd like to know more about this. Appendage. It is. I mean, it is small dick energy for real. But like, I don't think that that was the reason why it was removed, considering it was um, why did they remove held it? by a priest for a why while? Why did they remove it? Uh, it that, doesn't say why. All... In my but notes. He was in love. He had sex because he was in love with that woman and wrote the letters. Josephine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Napoleon yes. Bonaparte to Josephine. Yeah. Yep. No, it was in trapped. my notes, it, like that I had copied and pasted. It said the doctor removed Napoleon's penis. Parentheses why, and that's it. Because <laughs> they're like still don't know us either. No, I, I couldn't figure it out. Oh, I so, thought that was their note. It was their note. <laughs> why? Yeah, they don't know either. Yeah, no, amazing. Nobody knows. Yeah, why? I don't know. But why did it go from a doctor <laughs> to a priest to back to a doctor? The priest part is weird. The priest, no. That, Bless this, please. No, I, I, so, he yeah. might this be in tiny hell. Dick. We gotta just, just figure this out. Somehow the priest is Let like the most... Let it confess to you ex- or yeah. whatever it happens. Yeah, yeah, so those are some famous grave robberies and huh. I just... It's so fascinating. Sounds naughty. Have you seen, do they have like a picture of it or anything? The just penis? asking for I a friend. I haven't really dove that deep into I'm it. So curious. But I know. Is it like in a little display case like this? It's probably in a glass of formaldehyde. Mm. Oh yeah, true. Like the head of the serial yeah, killer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, it was probably a bad thing for him to cut off a Naughty. penis. But uh, when we come back, we're going to hear about bad things that you people did. Woo. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. What's the worst thing you've ever done? Hey, you baddies. 
We're here to talk about the worst things you've ever done. And this one really resonated because they have a Jared adjacent experience. And I thought, what better? I won't say no What to this. better topic to explore? I'm did somebody curious. do something terrible to you recently? Jared, have you done something terrible? Of course. Always. Oh, okay. Well, let's Many dive right in. All right. Okay. Hi, friends. Um, calling back with another worst thing I've ever done. And I probably wouldn't have called with this if Jared wasn't so involved on the podcast, but I think you might get a kick out of it. Um, but I've been to countless main shows uh, since I was probably 14 years old. Again, still a big fan. Um, that's how I even knew Jack and Alexis existed. So I'm grateful for that. Um, but anyways, I was at one of many main concerts. I'm pretty sure they were opening up for, like, Boys Like Girls or something like that, like, when they were still, like, the baby openers. And um, one of the openers was playing, and this asshole kid was moshing. And you guys know this is, like, pop-punk music with a bunch of 15-year-olds in the crowd. Like, you're not going to be moshing and, like, hurting people. And he was. He was throwing bows, being a dick. Like, nobody knew how to control this kid. And I decided, well, what's the worst thing you can do? It's either ruin his nice brand-new vans or, like, you know, like, ruin his swag, you know? But you got to be low-key. So as he was coming around, flailing, spinning like a helicopter, trying to injure whoever he could, I grabbed his little Volcom beanie off of his head and just fucking tossed it into the crowd. And he turned around to look for the person who did it. And all of us just collectively just, like, turned and looked as well. And it actually got him to stop. He, like, ran off super angry looking for his hat. And I don't know whatever happened to it. I never saw it again, never saw him again. But... It was pretty successful, um, and I honestly don't feel that bad about it. Fuck him. Um, mostly just wanted to reminisce. Love the main. Love the first degree. You guys are the best. Bye. First off, hello. Um, <laughs> love you so much. And He choked up when you were saying that. I, he was like... Well, cause little we're going, eyes watered he, up. You're not he just, honestly probably knows you. You're not just a fan. You are a long... You're a lifer. You've been there since the, pretty much the start. This would have been, if it was Boys Like Girls, it would have been probably 2008 or 2009. So mm-hmm. that's a long time ago. So thanks. Um, means a lot to him. It does mean yeah, a lot. And to me as the thruple of this yeah. relationship. Um, moving forward, um, there's a really big debate going on right now on the internet. I don't know if you've seen this, but it's like kids that go to hardcore shows and, and mosh. And like they're shaming other kids for their style of moshing. Oh, my God. Oh, wait, there's like mosh critiques now? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. um, all of that said we're talking about like gen z yes okay all that said um we're not a band who typically has like pits open or encourages up in the crowd. It. we're no. not that kind of they just band. don't have the music for it um we like <clears throat> no but i have toured with acts that do have that so it's kind of like i we feel a little bit weird about going into those because we're thinking about our fans and how that's not really they're what vibe. they're expecting coming to a show so totally get where you're coming from um the beanie thing is hilarious and i feel like it's like <laughs> What's so funny about that is if you just took it and threw it, that thing probably got trampled and it's probably disgusting. And um, you just got to catch somebody off guard. It's pretty harmless. And to be fair, in the pit there are no rules, <laughs> other is that than true? if a somebody falls, pick them up. If somebody falls, you pick them up. Well, why about no and like, like no, lady grabbing? No, like face punching or groping. Grab, but that, grope. that's just groping of, happens in every crowd. That's, though. That should be human code, though, right? I like know. We but know but no, yeah, but nobody it. follows it. Yeah. Um, and that's another reason why we try to. Like our shows, we try to have it be as safe as possible. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, I just I love it because it's harmless, and you didn't like his Vulcan beanie, so you got rid of it. This reminds me of that. I can't remember who it is, the kid on TikTok, but like he'll go to Target and put or a Home Depot and put buckets over people's heads. Oh, he's the best. And then put like a bucket over his head. And then they'll take them both off and they're like, who put the bucket on my head? It's like catching somebody off guard and yeah. like nobody knows it's you that did the thing. Yep. And I would hate that. It's yeah. so fucking funny. I know. Not if it's happening to you. No, I know. <laughs> but it, I as, would hate it. As a like bystander watching those videos, they crack no, me No, it's super up. funny to laugh at someone else's expense. I feel, like there's a, <laughs> I feel like a new market for pranks just opened up too. It's like a pit prank. You know what I'm saying? Like you get in, you get out, and then no one knows where you went. It's yeah. Kind of, I mean, yeah. it's the perfect crime. I like it. 
victimless. We like this I think kind of crimes. Perfect. Yeah. I think you're perfect. Yeah. I love this. And love you so much. Thanks for... Uh, yeah. Aww. Well, instead of a second worsty firsty, I saw this thing on Reddit that I kind of had to share because I feel like we'd have good Please commentary do. on it. Okay. I'm so ready. So this was about uh, the Super Bowl. So it's we're a few weeks late, but we'll. I think everybody remembers. Everyone gonna, was there. Everybody watched it. Okay. So it's on the subreddit off my chest. And it says, I broke up with my boyfriend over the Tubi Super Bowl commercial. So do you remember what this commercial was? Was? No, but I heard about so it. So it was basically it it was made to look like somebody had flipped through the Apple TV and changed the channel from the Super Bowl to like a different app on the thing. It, yeah, it started with a cl- a clip of some of the commentators like talking about the Super Bowl and then yeah, it looked like somebody was changing the remote or like, you know like, sat you on the remote. A, you oh. know if you go from like Hulu to like kind something else. It's amazing the way they did that cuz yeah. they must have pulled a real clip. And it was very convincing. No, and- it was. We were like I was like who's sitting on the remote? Yeah. Wow. Um, so this is innovative. A, this yeah. is a story about that commercial. So okay, I'm ready. I, 23 year old female, broke up with my boyfriend, 25 year old male, over the reaction he had to me over the commercial. For those of you who are unaware, during the Super Bowl commercials, Tubi, a streaming app, played a prank where they made it look like somebody was changing the TV over to their app. I'm sure that in many of the households this caused chaos and it was a funny event, but not in mine. My boyfriend thought that I was the one that was changing the channel and began. Sp- began screaming at me violently, calling me things that I don't even want to write down. Even as I told him it was a commercial, he ignored me and he kept blowing up at me and punched a hole into our living room wall. He eventually realized what was actually happening and awkward awkwardly apologized but i was so disgusted over his reaction to a 15 second commercial i feel like if you can't keep your anger in check and get that violent over something so small i don't want to be around for it we'd begin We'd been together for over a year, living together for the past two months, and I've known him to get angry at things sometimes, but this really took me off guard, and I can't forget how unsafe I felt around him during this. In the morning, I took some of my things, and I'm now living at my parents' house. I left him a note telling him how I felt and that I didn't think we're going to work out long term. He's been messaging me and calling me repeatedly. My parents told me that I'm overreacting since he had a bit to drink at the Super Bowl, and everyone gets riled up, but I don't feel like I am. Nope. Nope. Her gut told her... To fucking bail and she followed it, no one should fucking undermine it. Especially your family. Your parents are on his side after he punched a fucking hole in the wall. I tell you, I've lived however many years I've been alive and I've never punched anything. No. Not anything out of anger. The worst, I've probably like thrown my shoes. I remember once I tried on my a pair of shoes and I broke the strap and I like threw them at the floor because I was in a rush and I was so angry. But I can't think of a more violent reaction I've had than that. If you need to punch a wall over the Super Bowl, like you need meds. I'm not trying to be a dick or disparage you, but like it doesn't need to be this hard to stabilize your emotions. It doesn't. And you shouldn't have to work so hard. Well, it's like if somebody gets that angry over something like that, imagine how angry they could get towards you if something actually happens. That's right. And life is really hard. Hard shit comes up. Props to you for having the wisdom to see the red flag for it being what it is, which is a serious. It's honestly serious incredible. It's red it's, flag. It's more like, self worth than I probably yeah. have. I, I, back in the day, like now, if that happened to me, I'd probably. Well, she do said. It. She, I think she said she was twenty three. Like that is wisdom beyond her years. Yeah, especially when your family's trying to tell you the. You fuck your family. You, know, that, you had. That's not you, cool. But your parents did raise you in a way where you have self respect, where you know enough. Like they might not be taking the right side right now, but you yeah. are a solid person, obviously. Yeah. Right. Even though you didn't write in, we're just reading your Reddit. <laughs> but hy- this hypothetical person who wrote in. You out there. <laughs> that's right. Oh, my God. Crazy. That I, commercial was crazy. I've you know, known... I caught on to the commercial, though. Oh, because yeah. Because the announcer guy. A different... What was his name? His name was. Oh, it was. What's his face? The little um, blondie boy. I can't think of his name right now. Whatever. Greg Olson. Greg Olson. I don't know if you were watching the, the commentator. I just watched re- the halftime show. He has this like interesting haircut. He looks like a Kendall. Kind of like swoops. Cool. Like, this on his hair. Like Trump. Uh, no. little, yeah, that's a little bit of a, a comb over, <laughs> Trumpkin sort of a vibe. Trumpkin. But when the commercial came on, I was like, Jared, look, his hair changed. Like yeah. I picked up on it. I oh, was like, oh, his continuity suit error. Yes, yeah. it was a continuity because I was like, I don't know what I was like. It looks so different, yeah. and it was because it was pre-filmed. Yep, can't fool me. Smart can't, though. Well, Tubi. Honestly, that's genius you. marketing. It is genius. It's super fucking smart yeah. and innovative, and I'm jealous. But as soon as that commercial aired, I remember thinking like, oh, this is gonna, this it is was, gonna cause some. But it's honestly problems. a good idea. Like yeah. we should adapt for our marketing. It's called an irritant. I had a friend yes, um, agitate the crowd. I had a friend break a TV. Um, oh my god! Over during, an irritant during commercial the Super Bowl one year because our was team, it a Clydesdale? Our team was in it, Ooh. and 
we lost. Unless he lost $500,000. There's no reason to break anything. It was nuts. I, I bet he bet was betting like 50 bucks. Get your shit together, that's how much his friends bet on the Super Bowl. You can get competitive, but you don't need... Go on a run around the block when you feel that way. You yeah. don't need to punch something or break something. I've just never been that mad about anything in life. Because so. you have fucking sexy apathy. What is it called? Sexy indifference. <laughs> Either way. I like mine better. They're like both a thing. I like sexy, sexy apathy. Yeah. And delusional confidence. Yes. We're having a sexy, apathetic, delusionally confident 2023. And I want you all to come with us. Yes. That's right, bitches. Yes. All right. Well, do you have a stanza or what are you thinking about no, today? No, to be honest. Actually, yes. What I do have is a line. A line. Okay. It's not quite a haiku. It's more just something to leave you with. Mm. Rob my grave, color me depraved. Oh. Wow. That was the beginning of my stanza stanza, and I didn't finish it. Okay. I like it. Because I didn't know where to go with it, because it's too morbid to talk about burying George. Mm. No, he lives forever. And then also my other thing was to be like, in honor of Charlie Chaplin, we're doing a moment of silence for her silent (laughs) film career. Yes. (laughs) Okay, bye. 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 If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. 